Let us begin now with metta chanting. We chant this uh, metta chanting not as a mechanical repetition, but uh, try to create these thoughts in mind as we are reciting it. And you see, while we are reciting, how we feel, what we feel, how our mind becomes calm, relaxed and peaceful. We must mean what we say. So we read it slowly. This is not reading competition. We don't see here that we do it not to finish quickly. There's no hurry, no racing. We read it keeping the, the meaning in mind so that we can see the impact of this recital while we are reciting it. Let us begin. May all beings be happy and secure. May all beings have happy minds. Whatever living beings there may be, without exception, weak or strong, long, large, medium, short, subtle or gross, visible or invisible, living near or far, born or coming to birth, may all beings have happy minds. Let no one deceive another, nor despise anyone anywhere. Neither from anger nor ill will should anyone wish harm to another. As a mother would risk her own life to protect her only child, even so towards all living beings, one should cultivate a boundless heart. One should cultivate for all the world a heart of boundless love and friendliness above, below and all around, unobstructed, without hate or resentment, whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down or whenever awake, one should develop this mindfulness. This is called divinely dwelling here not falling into erroneous views, but virtuous and endowed with vision, removing desires for sensual pleasures, one comes near again to birth to the world. The last person coming, please turn off the light switches on the wall.
we just recited very meaningful passages from metta discourse this is the essence of the discourse and we want to practice it as much as we can we may not be able to see the full benefit of metta practice by reciting once or twice or few days reciting is one thing that can cut grew in our mind make it deeply impressed in our mind to make it a habit once we build up a habit it expresses through our words and deeds almost automatically whatever we repeat frequently stays or leaves its impact behind even if we if the repetition knows is over but the impact remains in the mind if you say i had i had i had that is what you will be if you say i love i must be friendly must be friendly must be friendly repeat in your mind then you will be friendly so this is the one of the three steps of anything particularly in metta practice verbal repetition is called vachasa parichita vachasa parichita means we build the habit repeating repeating words and then manasa anupekkana while we are repeating words gradually the meaning becomes clear to our mind that is our mind sees anupekkana mind sees the meaning of words as we recite when the sound of repetition or verbalizing stops the meaning remains in the mind and we think of the meaning mind needs material to think this is a mental material for the mind to think sometimes in our general 
come and parlor, we say food of food for the thought or food of thought or thought for food or whatever. This nourishes our thoughts. And thoughts keeps in our mind, in some corner, every time we repeat it, we reinforce it. Whatever we reinforce, it becomes stronger and expresses through our words again. So the repetition is one step, thinking about it is another step. As we keep thinking again and again, the mind gets tired of thought and the thought stops, but the feeling stays in our mind. Metta feeling. It becomes, mind becomes conscious of it. So eventually it all ends up in our consciousness. We enrich our consciousness with metta. Although at the beginning we repeat it, perhaps without too much thinking about it. Later on we begin to think. As we think, consciousness is deeply impressed. So metta remains in our consciousness. That is how mind becomes very, very calm and peaceful that can lead to concentration. The metta practice ends up in concentration anywhere if we do it intentionally See, these words are the words, Buddha's own words. We repeat in, in, in English. And these words are uttered with full compassion and metta. When you look at the whole discourse, entire recital, you can see how deep his metta is. Visible, invisible, near, far, gross, subtle, and so forth. No discrimination. This practice, when done sincerely, honestly, you cannot say, 
I practice metta for all living beings, but that guy, that but will never appear in their mind. We practice it for all living beings. No reservation, no hesitation to include all living beings. One may argue in various ways, when one does not understand the full impact of metta. Meditation means training the mind to gain concentration or insight. We train the mind. In order to train some in something, whether it is something secular or spiritual, repetition is very important. So with these metta thoughts, we continue our practice. The metta itself is called mindfulness. Practice this mindfulness. Etang satim adhikthaya in Pali. So this is another name for mindfulness. Because if we are not mindful of suffering, no matter how little it is, we cannot practice metta sincerely for all living beings. That include ourselves as well. With this metta consciousness, we take few breaths to notice the sensation of breath. Even that sensation is charged with this, with the impact of metta. So our whole personality is geared towards gaining concentration. So with this thought, feeling of metta, breathe in, breathe out, Noticing, inhaling, exhaling, as if it happens naturally, almost automatically. 
without bringing I into it, because it is this I that we have to get rid of eventually. So we begin the practice without emphasizing I, even though we use it for our communication. Only for that purpose we use it, otherwise it doesn't serve any purpose in spiritual growth. Breathe in, breathe out, paying attention to the breath. Doesn't matter where breath touches, you can notice it at the beginning. And gradually even that point will fade away. You feel the breath. As breath becomes subtler and subtler, you, uh, your entire body is calm and relaxed and peaceful. As I mentioned sometimes, sitting still quietly in a straight, upright position, relaxing the body, relaxing the mind, makes the mind settle down. And agitation, excitement slowly fades away. You feel the breath, only the breath, expanding, contracting of your lungs and abdomen. and expanding and contracting the entire body. All of which ends up in vibration. Very subtle, deep vibration. We cannot imagine and rush to get it, but it happens naturally as we do not struggle. Stay with that experience and see how quickly all this change from moment to moment. Every moment what we really experience is changing moment, not a static moment. Even though we talk of moment, it is fleeting moment. You cannot see static moment. 
Never can you find a moment, but the breath you feel, feeling that arises, you feel <coughs> agitation, excitement, you feel. They all are ephemeral, they all are volatile, all are changing, rising and passing away. The gross manifestation of all of them is the breath. As the breath is coming and going, as the breath becomes subtler and subtler, you experience the vibration also rising and passing away. All of them end up in impermanence, whether you like it or not, accept it or reject, that is what is happening. The Buddha said, yato yato samvasati khandanam udayabhyam labhati piti pamajyam amatang tang vijanatang. Whenever we see rising and falling of all the aggregates, the body feeling, perception, thought and consciousness, all of them are rising and falling. When we see them in, a, in reality, as they are happening, then everything that we hold on to, or try to hold on to, follow the same pattern, when the mind does not find anything to grab, the mind also is changing, then labhati piti pamojang, joy and tranquility arises. That joy and tranquility is a shadow of liberation, nibbana or the indication of what Nibbāna would be, though it itself is, in itself it is not in Nibbāna, but that can give us what the Nibbāna, total liberation is. So temporarily we see temporal moment by moment disappearance, moment by moment rising and falling, and there's nothing to hold on to, then the mind becomes free from the attempt to hold on to something. 
there's a very great solace and comfort. Then we can understand how deep the peace we gain when all these co are completely vanished and disappeared, never to return again. So gaining concentration through this experience is very easy. That is where mindfulness and concentration related to each other. Mindfully we see things are happening, appearing, disappearing, appearing, disappearing, appearing, disappearing. Then the mind knows the true nature of everything that exists. then gaining concentration is very natural. With these few thoughts of, or hints of gaining concentration, I like to stop talking and I meet those who want, who have signed up for interviews in the Sangha Hall in a few minutes. <laughs>